0: Welcome to Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Larry McCormick. Welcome, welcome, Larry McCormick, Peak Game Fantasy Football Podcast. Today, we're going to go over the injuries that's going on this week in the NFL, buy low and sell high candidates that I know some of you fantasy managers are worried about, so we're going to get into that, and also, who to start and who to bench for tonight's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. But, let's just go ahead and get into these injuries right now in the NFL. Corey Davis of the New York Jets, he was a limited participant in, in practice today. I think he should be all right for this weekend's game. Kadarius Tony of the Giants, he was limited in practice. Same thing for Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints, he was uh, limited in practice. We know he, you know, he got four fractures in his back, so it kind of had fantasy managers worried and stuff. You know, is he gonna be able to last all season, done with them fractures in his back? Wondell Robinson of the Giants, he did not practice today. Alvin Kamara for the second straight day had a limited practice. George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers, he practiced in consecutive days. I think he'll be back this week. They say he was real close to playing last week for the 49ers. TJ Hawkinson, he was limited in practice. DeAndre Swift for the Lions, he was limited in practice. We know he's done it with an ankle that they're managing. Michael Pittman Jr., it's the second day in a row that he was limited in practice, thinks he has a good chance to play this weekend. He says he is going to play. Uh, Kyle Phillips of the Tennessee Titans, he was limited in practice. Gabe Davis was limited in practice for the Buffalo Bills, dealing with an ankle injury. They talked to him after practice today. He says 100% guaranteed that he's, that he's playing this weekend. Randall Cobb, he didn't practice today. Christian Watson, he was limited uh, in practice today. Sammy Watkins didn't practice today. So the the Green Bay Packers receiving core is banged up right now, heading to this weekend's matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Christian McCaffrey, he was limited in practice. He said he's 100% fine and laughed at him being on an injury report. It looks like he's good to go as far as this weekend, but he is on an injury report. David DuVernay, he returned to practice today for the Baltimore Ravens. We know he left last week's game done with a concussion. And that looked like that's about it when it comes to injuries right now in the NFL. You know, the key thing that I tell people all the time in regards to injury is to wait and see what the Friday injury report brings because if somebody – A lot of times they rule people out on Friday if they miss a lot of practice time. It's very rare that somebody misses practice Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and still shoots up on Sunday. So you really want to really check on Friday to see if a player is going to be available for this weekend's game. Now it's time to get into what a lot of people have been calling me about and stuff. A lot of fantasy managers are worried about some of the players that they drafted uh, this year and wondering what's going on. So we're going to have a buy low, sell high edition of Peep Game Fantasy Football. So let's just get right into it. (laughs) Uh, the first person we're going to talk about is Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook, week one, he had 20 rusted attempts for 90 yards. Week two wasn't that good. only had six rusted attempts for 17 yards. A lot of fantasy managers is worried about Dalvin Cook. I put Dalvin Cook on a. By low addition, okay? Because I think that Diamond Cook is going to turn things around. He's too talented. Yeah, he did have a bad week, too, against the Eagles, but he's too talented. If a fantasy manager in your league is worried or concerned about Diamond Cook, I would send him an offer to try to get Diamond Cook, but I offer him. Next person that we're going to talk about, let's talk about Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, a lot of people have been worried about Kyle Pitts. Now, we know week one he had seven targets but only had two catches for 19 yards. And week two he only had three targets in the whole game. You know, Drake London is getting a lot more work than what Kyle Pitts is. A lot of people drafted Kyle Pitts either in the end of the third round or the fourth round. And they drafted him to meet, you know, they tied in one. They wondering what's going on. Kyle Pitts, to me, is another candidate of the buy low. If you got a fantasy manager that's worried about Kyle Pitts and wondering what's going on, I do think the Atlanta Falcons is going to figure out, look, Kyle Pitts is one of our best weapons we have on our team. He is the best weapon, him and Drake London. So I think that they are going to find ways to get Kyle Pitts the ball. I made several trades in a couple of leagues that I'm in to get Kyle Pitts because I seen some of the fantasy managers worried about him. I even seen some of some of the fantasy managers had him week three on their bench. So, all all the people that had him on their bench, because they were so concerned about starting Kyle Pitts this week, I sent them trade offers, and I was able to get him in a couple of leagues. So, definitely, Kyle Pitts is somebody that you want to key in on uh, to try to see if you can get an offer out of them. Next person we're going to talk about is Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, you know, week one, he was really a no-show. Only had four targets, three catches for 36 yards. And then... Week two against the Eagles and stuff on Monday night. Then they start throwing him the ball, Kirk Cousins, to the fourth quarter. You know, so he has seven targets, four catches for 52 yards. But we expect more. This is a receiver that got 10 touchdowns last year, and we're wondering what's going on. It seems like Kirk Cousins is only looking Justin Jefferson's way. So fantasy managers is worried. I got, I got a manager right now who's sending me offers trying to get a number two receiver in in the league because he has Adam Thielen right now as his WR2, and he's worried about him. Adam Thielen, to me, he falls under the Bilo uh, candidate also. I think that Adam Thielen will turn it around. He's too talented not to. And in this new offense that the Minnesota Vikings is running, granted, we didn't see we didn't see his full potential Monday night, but I do think that eventually that Adam Thielen is going to turn it around. If you have a fantasy manager that's worried about Adam Thielen, send him an offer and see what happens and stuff. You might be surprised that you are able to get Adam Thielen for not a lot. Next person we're going to talk about is Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he plays tonight. We know week one and week two, he has not looked that good. He only ran for 23 yards week one. Week two, he only ran for 49 yards, okay? We already know that Najee does not get a lot of yards per carry. The reason why Najee is fantasy relevant is the amount of touches that he gets each week. He's still getting enough touches. He's just not putting up a lot of fantasy points while he's getting you touches. The Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line still is not good, okay? A lot of people drafted Najee Harris in the first round. If a fantasy manager is worried about Najee Harris— Especially if he goes out tonight against the Cleveland Browns and has has another subpar performance, the manager of Najee Harris may be ready to move him. Okay, I would send him some offers to try to get Najee Harris up off of him. Send to somebody, send him a running back right now that that's hot and see would it work? See if you see if you could send a Miles Sanders and another piece for Najee Harris, for example. See see if he'll come up off Najee Harris. I do think that Najee will turn things around because he gets at least 20 touches per game, okay? So he's also one of the buy-low candidates uh, that that I have as far as now. When I say buy-low candidates and stuff, that that don't mean send him, send a a manager, somebody you just picked up off the waiver wire and send it to somebody that got drafted high in the draft. You have to send them some talent in return, okay, that you drafted. But – for the fantasy managers that are worried about some of these players that i'm naming like that trade example that i just sent you that's a perfect example because miles sanders has looked good so far so if you send him miles sanders and another piece for Najee, maybe that fantasy manager might budge and let Najee harris go because so that's just an example right there of Some of the players, some of the players. Now, we're going to talk about some more players and stuff because there's quite a few players and stuff to talk about. Uh, Another player that's really pissing me off because I really had high hopes for him, DJ Moore, the Carolina Panthers. You know, DJ Moore has had so far, he has six targets in week one six targets in week two now let's stop right there that right there is too low for dj moore dj moore should be receiving double digit targets every week he's by far the best receiver on the carolina panthers okay bob mcadoo the offensive coordinator just don't know what the hell he's doing if i had it my way i don't wish i don't wish nobody to get fired but if i had it my way bob mcadoo would no longer be calling the offensive plays for the carolina panthers because the way he's using christian mccaffrey And D.J. Moore is a crime right now, okay? D.J. Moore needs to get a lot more targets. So I got him on the buy low because I do feel that eventually Bob Bob McAdoo is going to wake up and whatever the hell he's smoking and realize that his two best offensive weapons need to get the ball, ball more often than what they are getting, okay? There's no way that both weeks D.J. Moore only has 43 yards receiving Okay. Now he saved fantasy managers last week because he caught a touchdown, but still we expect more for DJ Moore. I know there's a lot of fantasy managers that are worried about DJ Moore. Send him an offer. See what you could get uh, uh, right now with DJ Moore. Maybe right now and stuff, because Gary Wilson for the Jets, he looked real good the past couple of weeks. Maybe you could trade uh, you could trade Gary Wilson for DJ Moore. That would be a good do uh, a good deal. Maybe and stuff just on the same team. Corey Davis has had two good weeks and stuff. Maybe you might persuade a the the the, the of DJ Moore to take Corey Davis in the trade for DJ Moore because all fantasy managers expected it more from DJ Moore. He was drafted anywhere between the fourth and the fifth round in a lot of drafts, and we all wondering what the hell is going on with DJ Moore. Another player to talk about. Um, let's see. Let's go. Let's see. What do we have here? I'm sure there's a lot of other man, a lot of other players that's. People are worried about. I wouldn't worry about Jonathan Taylor. I know he had one good week and one bad week, uh, but hold on to Jonathan Taylor. I would not trade Jonathan Taylor based off of the one bad week that he just had. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster. Now, he did okay week one, not so good week two. A lot of fantasy managers drafted him to be their WR2. Juju is your candidate that I believe in. If he has a good game this weekend, I believe it's selling high on Juju. He's not a person that I'd be looking for in a trade. I believe you should trade Juju away. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City offense is spreading the ball around too much. The only, the only receiving option that you really want on the Kansas City Chiefs is Travis Kelsey. You don't want no Juju. You don't want no McCole Hartman. You don't you don't want no MVS. None of them players you really want but Travis Kelsey. So if Juju when Juju has a good game, I suggest you try to trade him away to try to get maximum value in the tra- in the trade. Another player to talk about, Antonio Gibson for the Washington Commanders, he's had two good games. Week one was better than week two, but week two he did save his fantasy uh, week with a touchdown. We know Brian Robinson, who was in that, was involved in that, in that uh, robbery and stuff when he got side a few times, we know he's coming back soon. He's been at practice now, this is the second week in a row that he's been back at practice. He will be playing sooner than later for the commanders, okay? And we know that he was the starting running back for them before he got sacked. So with that being said... Being as though Antonio Gibson has had a couple of good weeks, selling Gibson right now at its highest point is a smart way to go in fantasy leagues, okay? Maybe, if, maybe a manager is not paying attention, don't know that Brian Robinson is about to come back. You can sit there and look at the production Antonio Gibson has had the first two weeks, send them all to a fantasy manager, and see if it worked. I seen it in a couple of leagues that I am that I'm that I'm personally in. Where people traded away Antonio Gibson this week because they know that Brian Robinson is coming back, and it worked. So he's definitely a player that I believe they used to sell high on. Right now at at his highest point, uh, DK Metcalf for the Seattle Seahawks. Now DK is getting enough uh, targets each week. The problem is DK. Even with the targets that he's getting, it's still not putting up decent fantasy numbers. He has seven targets week one and six targets week two. Yeah, we would like a little bit more, but if you get six or seven targets, you expect more than 36 yards week one and 35 yards week two. That's just not enough yards for DK Metcalf. We know he's an explosive wide receiver. DK Metcalf, he's a receiver that I believe in that you should try to sell, well, not sell, I'm sorry, buy low on, okay? the More than likely, the manager of the Seahawks is worried, okay? We know the Seahawks is not a good team. We know Geno Smith is not a good quarterback, and he's probably worried. Now, Seattle did come out and say that they want to open the offense more by throwing the ball more to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, okay? But maybe the manager that owns, that has DK, Maybe he's just nervous as hell right now. Send him an offer. See if you could get DK for example and stuff. Maybe you could send him a Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has had two good weeks for the New England Patriots. Maybe you could sell him and send him a Jacoby Myers for DK Metcalf, and that fantasy manager might take that deal. Okay? So that's a, that's an example right there. But I will buy low right now on DK Metcalf. let's go to somebody else that we have uh Amari Cooper, who's playing tonight in tonight's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know he had a terrible week one, but he had a great week two. You know, 10 catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. I believe, it's, I believe that Amari Cooper is a sell high. Okay, I don't think he's I think going to be very inconsistent until Deshaun Watson uh, comes back the end of the year. And even when Deshaun Watson comes back, it ain't no guarantee that all of a sudden that Amari Cooper is going to be putting up highly productive WR2 numbers every day going week. So if you got Amari Cooper and he just scores you over 20 fantasy points on full PPR standards, I would sell Amari Cooper. He's definitely somebody to sell high on if you own Amari Cooper because I don't think that that's going to continue to last just the way the the Cleveland Browns offense is. They are run first team. They want to make sure that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt get a lot of touches, and I just don't see him, you know, keep putting up, a, a, you know, keep putting up numbers like he did in week two another player to talk about is marquise hollywood brown you know we was expecting more from hollywood being as though that deandre hawkins had suspended the first six weeks you know week one he had six targets now week two he did have 11 targets which makes sense because they were coming from behind with the las vegas raiders so he had six catches for 68 yards in week two he had four for 43 and a touchdown in week one. We expected more from Hollywood Brown, with with him and Kyler Murray being being reunited as they was when they was in college together. Okay, I think that Marquise Hollywood Brown is somebody to buy low on because even though he hasn't been bad, bad, you have expected more from Hollywood these first couple of weeks. So maybe the manager that owns Hollywood is nervous. I believe to try to send him an offer to try to get Hollywood a offer him because I do think that Marquise Brown is a good wide receiver. So he's definitely somebody I will buy low on. Let's go to somebody else that we have here. Okay, here goes about it. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, a lot of fantasy managers are worried about Joe Burrow and stuff. The offensive line looks terrible. And even though they spent all that money in the offseason, it doesn't look like it's supposed to be looking. Granted, he did throw for over 300 yards week one, but only the 199 yards week two. He has three touchdowns on a year, but he has four interceptions on a year. So people are very worried about Joe Burrow because some people drafted Joe Burrow as a top five quarterback this year in fantasy football. If you're worried about Joe Burrow and stuff and fantasy manager is worried, I believe it's a buy low addition for Joe Burrow. Because I do think the Cincinnati Bengals offense will figure it out and he will put up better numbers. When you have a Jamal Chase and a T. Higgins and a Tyler Boyd and a Joe Mixon, I do believe that the offense will get it right, okay? I believe that Zach Taylor and then we'll get it right, and it would be better days for Joe Burrow. So Joe Burrow is a buy-low candidate right now if a fantasy manager is worried about Joe Burrow. Okay, let's go to somebody else that we have. Okay. Okay. Alvin Kamara, he's also a buy low candidate. We know week one he didn't put up he didn't put up good numbers at all. Week two he missed week two dealing with done with uh, fractured ribs. Now it looks like he's going to play week three. A lot of fantasy managers is worried about Alvin Kamara and they worried about the offense of the New Orleans Saints. I believe that Kamara is a buy-low candidate. If that manager is worried about Alva Kamara, send him an offer and try to get Kamara up off of him because I do think that Kamara is still going to have a very big year despite what's going on with his ribs right now, okay? So he is definitely somebody that I would buy low on if, if you got that opportunity to do so. Elijah Moore of the New York Jets. He's somebody that, if you have him on your team, like I have him in a few leagues and stuff, I won't drop him to the I wouldn't drop him on the waiver wire. I will hold on. He's supposed to be the number one wide receiver. He's running more routes for the New York Jets than any other wide receiver, okay? If anything, Elijah Moore to me is a buy low candidate. Because a lot of people are real worried about Elijah Moore. They worried about how Garrett Wilson, the rookie wide receiver, has been looking these first couple of weeks. And people ready to not even start Elijah Moore anymore in their lineups. He's definitely somebody that I would buy low on because Elijah Moore is too talented of a receiver. We've seen what he did last year before being injured and missing the rest of the year. He's too talented, and he is the number one receiver, and he's running more routes than any pass catcher on the Jets. So, buy low on Elijah Moore. Um, let's see. Who else should we mention? Let's see. No, no. All right. Uh Mike Thomas for the for the New Orleans Saints. If anything, I think he's a sell high. We know Mike Thomas so far been putting up top 10 fantasy uh wide receiver numbers, which is good. If you decide to hold him because you like what he's been doing these first couple of weeks, I perfectly understand. But hey, maybe you might catch somebody slipping maybe because Mike Thomas has had very two very good weeks and Devontae Adams for example had a bad week too or that, that that's one example maybe a manager would sit there and say you know what i will give you uh i will give you uh uh you could do a trade and give them uh Mike Thomas and stuff now here's the thing I much rather have Devontae Adams than Mike Thomas, okay? But if you're a Mike Thomas owner and somebody offers you Devontae because they mad at car, mad how the Vegas offense been running, wondering how the Vegas offense is going to be all year and seeing the, how, how it's been for Mike Thomas these two games. If you own Mike Thomas, I would trade him for Devontae Adams, for example, in a heartbeat. OK, if some if the, if the Jamal Chase owner is worried because he, he didn't have a good week, too, I would trade Michael Thomas for Jamal Chase in a heartbeat. OK, so Michael Thomas is definitely somebody to sell high on. If you don't sell high on him and you decide to keep him, then I perfectly understand uh, as far as doing that. Now, C D Lamb, C D Lamb to me for the Dallas Cowboys. He's a buy low. Maybe fantasy manager is worried because Dak Prescott is still out for we don't know how much longer and people worried about Cooper Rush. Maybe you could get C D Lamb for a good deal. Okay? C D Lamb in a lot of leagues was drafted in the second round. Maybe maybe you could pull something and get a player that's been hot these first couple of weeks to see if they would move over of C D Lamb. Maybe you could offer a WR three and something somebody else to get C D Lamb and stuff in the package deal like a two for one. So he's definitely somebody to buy low on. Uh let's see what else we have here. Lennon Fournette, Uncle Lennon, playoff Lenny for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's somebody that I would buy low on. You know, he hasn't gotten to the end zone yet, but he's getting 20 touches a game. I think it's just a matter of time before he puts up high numbers. The biggest, the biggest concern with Tampa Bay is. Their offensive line been dealing with injuries, and the receivers been in and out of the lineup. We know, we know. Godwin left week one. He hasn't uh, been back, and I doubt he plays this week. Mike Evans is suspended uh, for this week. We know uh, Julio, he's hurt right now. So because Brady doesn't have his full complement of weapons on the outside, they really clog in the middle and trying to stop uh, Leonard Fournette. But I do think when the receivers come back for Tampa Bay, that will open up lanes for Leonard Fournette. So he's definitely somebody that I would try to buy low on right now if the the manager is, is worried, if they're concerned right now as far as Leonard Fournette. Let me see anybody else to name. Uh, Travis ETN. Travis ETN. If you if you have Travis ETN, you're not going to re- really be able to trade him. Okay, because his his volume right and his value right now is at an all time low. With James Robinson looking so good in that offense, my advice for any manager that has Travis Etienne, you just better off holding him and wait to see if he have a big game or two. If he does have a big game or two, then I would try to sell him high. Okay, because I think that him and Robinson might be running a fifty fifty split. All year. So that's not what you drafted. You drafted Travis Etienne in a lot of leagues to be your RB2. If he's not gonna give you RB2 numbers, if he has a big game with Jacksonville, you need to go ahead and see what you could get for you, see what you get for him in the trade and stuff. So I will hold, wait for a big game, and then trade him high. And that will really conclude my buy low and sell high as far as the players that I named. And I'm sure in a few weeks we're gonna. Have this again and name more players to talk about and to buy low sell high. But I want to just give you all an example of what you should or should not do as far as some of these key players that was drafted high. Now, let's get on this, let's get on this game for Thursday night between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Brown. The over and under is only 38 points. So the betting people, Vegas down there, they're telling you that this is gonna be a very low-scoring defensive game. Okay? Both of the quarterbacks are trash. All right, I wouldn't start no Mitchell Trubisky. I wouldn't start no Jacoby Brissett. I don't even give a damn if it's a two-quarterback league or a super flex league. They should not be in your lineup. Right. I would start Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. He would be, well, right now, Nick Chubb is the number one fantasy running back. So right now, I'm going to say Nick Chubb would be a RB1 tonight. Kareem Hunt, he's more of a RB2 slash RB3. He should also be started tonight. And if you got Amari Cooper, yeah, I would start him. But I prefer to have Amari Cooper as to be a WR3 opposed to being a WR2. And I would start the Cleveland Browns defense against the Steelers. On the Steelers side, there's only two people. No, I'm sorry. it's three people that I would start on the Steelers side. Okay? I would start Najee Harris. Hopefully, he could, he could get enough. Uh, uh, enough uh, opportunity. You know, he'd like to get at least 20 touches or more. Hopefully, he could get into the end zone to save fantasy managers because we know, as far as him getting good yards on the ground, that's probably not going to happen tonight. So, But Nazi Harris tonight is more so of an RB2 than an RB1. Deontay Johnson is getting double digit targets like he's been doing the last couple of years. But I'm going to say that Deontay is a WR2 tonight. And the last person on the Steelers' side to start is Pat Ferrymove, the tight end. He looked very good. So, move is actually a tight end one tonight because we know it's hard to find good tight ends in the National Football League. So, that's pretty much it. And if you have the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense, that's not a bad stream also, okay? So, let me go back and again. On the Cleveland side, you start both of the running backs, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. You start. Amari Cooper, I would like to have him as a WR3, and you start the Browns' defense. On the Steelers' side, you start Najee Harris, you start Deontay Johnson, you start Pat Faramuth, and if you have the Steelers' defense, you start them too. And that's that's really about it when it comes to that game, because I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game tonight between them two, okay? (laughs) Now... I know usually I do my podcast on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I was tied up yesterday, so that's why I'm coming to you today as far as who to start and who to sit and who to sell high on and who to buy low on. I'm going to try to come back to you on Friday. As a matter of fact, I am going to come back to you tomorrow so we could talk about what took place tonight in Thursday night game. And I'm going to talk about who to start and who to sit in all the Sunday games uh, this weekend. Please follow me on Instagram at Peep Game44 or on Facebook at Peep Game Fantasy Football. This is Larry McCormick, Peep Game Fantasy Football Podcast. Talk to you next time.